Generally Speaking About the Church, podcast episode number 88. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the About the Church podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is DG Hollums. And today... (laughs) And that was a pause. That was a pause. (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about... Do all the, the conversation regarding the statement, do all religion. Okay, so it's not a statement, it's a question. <laughs> do all religions lead to God? Okay, that was easy. Yeah, <laughs> fun stuff. What's up, DG? I'm doing good. Hi, pause. How are you today? Pause. Okay, that's good. <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> well, hey, man, we you didn't know that we were joined together today with our special guest, pause. Exactly. Or um or ah, as Nation says. He says pause. a pause is always better than an um or an ah. Wow, what is Nation a public speaker? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, today we are going to talk a little bit about the uh, the question. Okay. Do all religions <laughs> lead to God? And we're also going to talk a little bit about creativity and maybe some of the Oh, loss. you want to see if we can try to fit that in? Oh, yeah, we'll be able to fit it in because okay. okay. my, my little rant's going to just take a second. <laughs> it's, it's not a rant. I just, I just wanted to say, you know, this is something I wanted to share with people kind of what's been going on in my mind and, and stuff like that as That's we've cool. been talking through some things. But before we do that, we do have some voice feedback from a great friend of mine. His name is James Marler. He, he does a podcast that... He and his friend Bill Marion do a great podcast that I love, and it's called Revelation and Truth. Oh, okay. Not sure you'll like it, DG. Yeah, because it, it'll be filled with falsehoods. It, 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 not necessarily, <laughs> but I tell you, it is it is overtly evangelical. Yeah. But no, seriously, I like it. I love it. And uh, it, it, it. I wonder if that was the, well, I mean, I don't know. There's a, I did a podcast with um, Nadia Boltz-Weber. Okay. And uh, it got like a lot of. It got, we got attacked. We got attacked by the the Christian right. Really? And they were they were basically saying how uh, I want to do it. This is their words. I want to do away with Sola Scriptura. And I, they basically lumped me in because we did a podcast with Nadia because they believe this about Nadia. But they they believe that Nadia and and, uh, and uh, all the emergent people, um, you know, want to do away with with Sola Scriptura. And so therefore, I'm an you know I'm a heretic and and uh and my wife and I are heretics because we belong to the the heretical United Methodist Church that allows women in ministry. Oh great. And so they like they had this huge long, you know, rant and then there's this one podcast, like a very reformed podcast guy, um, who did a podcast and he was talking about Nadia Boltz Weber and he re- he told everybody about our podcast about the Praxis podcast. And I was like, sweet, free advertising. <laughs> but uh but uh yeah it was it was really, really fun. So I don't think that's that's them. I don't think that's that podcast. But yeah, but uh, but yeah, it was the first time that I just got like majorly flamed by another Christian. Um, Get used to it. Yeah, but it was it was. It <laughs> how's was, that? How's that? that the first good? time? I don't know. Dude, I, I know that's what dude. I, I I get it often. <laughs> <laughs> I know at least once every three months I get a I'm a heretic email. Yeah, but it's yours is just an email from a listener. This was from like. You know, like this, this is an established, hardcore, reformed, conservative Christian base. It, it's like TBN basically calling me a heretic, except, you know, they, they have their own following, basically, is what I'm trying to say. It's okay. it's more than just one person. I mean, it really is like a, you know, 
a pretty well-known dude that claims that he's uh, saving the world because he's saving us from the wrong Christians. Right. And I, and I take that back. I just over-exaggerated there for a moment ago. And, and, and in all honesty and truthfulness, I haven't received a flaming email from a, a super ultra conservative Christian, uh, probably since my first year in podcasting back when I was doing the lost podcast, which oh, yeah. I did get quite a bit back then. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, so yeah, it was, it was, but it was, you know, that's a, that's an experience that, you know, you really are interested in saying, okay, well, what do they think about this person? And I mean, they were like, they were knocking like major uh, theological kinds of people. So right. I, mean, I could try to find it if you, what? I just, I really don't necessarily want to advertise them. <laughs> So anyway, th- so anyway, you want to talk about th- these this guys statement. are great. I mean, whether or not you agree with their theology, which which I do, uh, probably about ninety nine percent of it, okay. um, because it's the way I grew up, it's the way I was taught, and and stuff like right. that. So right. it, it just, I mean, we're all fishing in the same pond. So I, I I believe a lot of the things they believe because those are the things that I've grown up believing. Right. Does that make sense? Sure. But anyway, I, I love these guys, and I'm trying to pull up their website right now, and it's just not pulling up. I think it's 3amministries.org. Uh, I, I'm hoping to actually uh, dedicate some time to getting to helping them get that set up because they need some help with their website. But um, I'm, give me one second. I'm going to try to see if I can You're cool. find this because I really, really, yeah, it yeah, it, it there's there it goes. Revol three AM Ministries dot org. Oh, okay. And um Revelation and Truth is the show that I listen to frequently. And uh they're good guys. And and I like them a lot. So if you like this show, and uh there's a good chance that you probably will like their show as well. But anyway, this is what James or had not. to say. Or you may not. <laughs> I'm just totally joking. It's like I always like making those general statements like you're gonna love this or maybe not. Or maybe not. <laughs> But anyway, here's here's what James had to say regarding tithing last week. Hey, Cliff and DG, this is James from 3AM Ministries calling uh, in regards to the uh, the tithing episode of About the Church. Love the episode. Some really cool stuff uh, going on there. But I wanted to talk about two things. First of all, uh, the segment in Malachi. Cliff, I absolutely agree with you. I hate when, when they misrepresent that. But the interesting thing uh, is historically, and you, this goes back to the pre-Babylonian captivity, what was happening in the temple and in the synagogues was people, uh, the priests had set up this system where there were there are types of offerings where you could come in and pay to buy a bird from the temple and have it released. And that was, you know, if you couldn't afford to have a lamb or, or something large of that nature, then this bird would, would do it. But that bird was supposed to go free. And the priests had trained birds to fly up and away, and they had people like spreading seed and, and, and bread and things like that out so that the birds would come back so they could resell them. So that was another way that they were robbing the, the tithes and the offerings. The other thing I wanted to talk about was my personal experience with tithing. I didn't really go for tithing at all until about six years ago. And uh, we, had had, we had fallen on some hard times. I decided to do ministry full-time and I was looking for a job and nothing was working out and we were making about $200 a week with a toddler and uh, a, a new, a, not even a, a one-year-old newborn uh, in the house. So, you know, we're buying diapers and things and financially we were just strapped and I didn't know what I was going to do. 
And I read right there in Malachi where God says, test me in this. You know, give me the tithe and see if I won't open the windows of heaven and bless you with a blessing that you won't be able to receive. And I said, okay. And I connected with this test me. And I was like, you know, you're not supposed to test God. But I said, okay, Lord, you, you say I can test you. I'm not, I don't, I don't know what to think about this tithing stuff, but here's what I'm going to do. We'll start tithing. We will give $20 a week uh, to, to various ministries because we weren't members of a church, of a particular church at that time. But we'll give $20 a week to various ministries that bless us. And guys, I don't want to say magically, it was miraculously. At the end of the week, we were, st we would inevitably every week have money left over and all the bills were being paid diapers were being bought all that stuff and from that point on that was really the moment where i got sold on tithing i was like you know what tithe the tithe is set up for me god doesn't need my money but the tithe is something that i can touch and say this is the trust that i have placed in god i'm making two hundred dollars a week but i can give him ten percent of that and demonstrate that i trust him and then, that was my emergency break. I'm in my car, by the way. <laughs> you would have noticed. the iPhone voice memo app. <laughs> but I can trust God, and I can do that by saying, as much as I need this $20, I'm letting go of it. And so when I have doubt, that's something I can look back on and say, God said, test me. If you'll give me the tithe, I'll bless you. And so I can say, God, I gave my tithe. You said you were going to bless me. So anyway, that's just my thought there, guys. I hope you have a... A great show next week. Um, I will try to be listening on Thursday as well. Take care. Bye. All right, James. Thank you awesome. so much. Thank you, James. You know, again, it, it, I guess what we came around with that was for both of us, we both kind of agree that it is a heart issue and what God lays sure. on your heart to be truth regarding tithe or offering or what have you, that whatever God lays on your heart, by golly, you better be following through with it. Right. And I think that uh, another aspect that, that um, you know, I hear that story a lot. I really do. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's not a very uncommon story. Uh, it's happened to us two or three different times. Yeah, exactly. When we've, when we've fallen away from it and we say, let's, let's do this. Yeah, go ahead. Right. And, and, go ahead. And I, it's probably happened to me. I just didn't ever think of it in the spiritual terms. Of, you know what I'm saying? Just I didn't think about, oh, gosh, you know, if we would just be tithing. Um, but luckily my, my wife and I just, you know, we made that decision pretty long, uh, pretty long ago. But I remember some people in seminary that, you know, I don't know if they were tithing or not, but they would just have money show up in their, in their, their post office box. Yep. This is seminary students that have nothing, you know, and, and I don't know if it's, you know, you never know. It could be a professor or whatever else, but why can't that be God blessing them through someone well, else? How, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it reminds me of the story of, uh, you know, the guy who, who was, there was a flood predicted and everybody was warned to yeah. leave town. And <laughs> there's all the news stories that said, you got to leave, you got to leave. And then he never left. And then all of a sudden the water came up and it was rising and he was, he had to go to the second story of his home. And a guy came along with a boat and he right. says, no, my God's going to rescue me. My God's going to rescue right. me. And, uh, and then uh, the guy says, all right. And he went on to rescue other people. And then of course the water continued to rise. It was up on the, he was up on the roof helicopter came with the ladder for him to climb out. He yeah. said, no, my God's going to rescue me. He's going to rescue me. <laughs> he, he's going to bless me. I know he is. And then all of a sudden he dies. Goes to heaven. He's like, dude, what happened? He's like, first of all, I warned you. 
I sent it out. News bulletins sends everywhere. I sent the guy on the boat and I sent the helicopter. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, exactly. Understand God uses other people in our lives to bless right. us. But I think that the other, the other aspect that becomes so westernized, and I think that we do this without even thinking about it, is uh, was is this tithe thing only an individual thing or is this a communal thing? You know, is your church tithing? And I think that that is that's one thing we are not we just don't have that wired into us. We are I think we're such I, selfish beings. I I would disagree with you from all the church on that one because all the churches I've been in, our church, all the churches I've been in have been very huge. Ten percent of our stuff is is given to ministry to no, no. missions and. Well, don't disagree with me because I'm not saying the churches aren't doing that. I'm saying that when you read that text, are you thinking about it communally? Or are you thinking about it individually? And okay. that's and that's what I'm saying is I, I think that we in the West have got to start thinking communally as well as individually, and a lot of times when we read the Bible, we are only thinking about me, 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 right, or just my family instead of thinking about the church itself and helping everyone in the church actually live into that and to and to you know to be a part of that, right. And that's that's all I'm saying. I'm not. I don't think you would disagree with that in any stretch of the imagination. But but I think that a lot of times when we read the Bible, we always think about me, you know, am I tithing when, uh, you know, it could be God calling his people to tithe as well and saying, hey, I want you all to recognize as a community that everything you have is And that's been my, I I don't know, I I think I may still disagree with you. My, my, My background has been that as a community, our churches have taught that we tithe, you know, and, and, and personally we tithe and 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 like what james said and, and and like i said james and i come from a lot of the same theological background you you heard him say listen the tithing's not it's not for god it's for us and and it is for us individually but it's also for us as a, as a body and so the when i when churches have preached on tithing in my past even when they miss inappropriately use the wrong passages to make the wrong points uh, about tithing, they they've always done it in a way where it's we as a church tithe, we right. as a community tithe. I mean, it's it, but you're, you're, I don't know if I'm what getting you keep you. on saying is the church is doing it. I'm not disagreeing that the church is doing it. What I'm saying is is when you read the Bible, does does the immediate thought in your mind communal thoughts or individual thoughts? Oh, that's what I'm talking. Yeah, about. that I, that's always individual, and that's because and and I think it has to a lot to do with what on. Um, he, Jonathan keeps putting in the chat room. It, we, we all think in the West about our personal relationship with exactly. God. That's all I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And, and very, that's why I'm saying, no, no, Cliff, I promise you really good. Okay. You agree with me. I'm I not do, talking I, about I do agree two that churches tie. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't know of a single church that does. I often think about my personal relationship with Christ, with Christ, or I, I will tell you at, at the, I do take it a step beyond and I say, you know, my family, I, I do think about my right. family. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I oftentimes don't don't think of, you know, for example, you know, I, I don't often think about our churches or our community, our church family relationship with Christ, you know, such as right. if somebody right. else in our church, you know, if they're doing something completely sinful, there have been times in my life where it's like, well, t- you know, that that's between them and God. When right. if that was my daughter, exactly, I, it'd be completely different. And the question then becomes, should it be? And the Bible, I think, is very clear about that. It yeah, says, definitely. listen, you know, you, you catch your brother in a sin, 
Uh, and it's not talking about your your, your biological brother. They said you yeah. catch you catch a brother in sin, you go to them. Right, exactly. You know, and if the sin if it's a sin that does not lead to death, you pray for them. You know, right, and, sure. and let God work in their heart and give them some you know a little personal space maybe, and 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 let God work on that. But yeah. if it's a sin that leads to death and you do nothing about it, you may be just as guilty. Right. That's, yeah. that's quite the paraphrase, but I think that yeah. that's the gist of the message. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, I think it's Ecclesiastes, but yeah, I think that, uh, I just like, for example, the, the biggest one I always love to be able to, to speak to when it comes to thinking individually as, as opposed to thinking communally is, is, uh, your body is a temple of the Holy spirit. Right. Um, because a lot of times in the English, the word you, I think we've talked about this before, but the mm-hmm. word you it really is y'all it's a plural form. Uh, of the word you. And in the English, you can say you and talk to an entire body of people as opposed to saying you as an individual. And uh, that's just, that's all I'm saying is I think that we need to always be able to, when we're reading the Bible, I, I, the the aspect of thinking, especially in the West, I'm really, I'm primarily focused on the West here. Uh, I guarantee you, your first thought at most 90% of the time, your first thought's going to be me. And not a well, communal understanding. That's because, and that's why I'm, and, I just want to I don't put the know, emphasis on that. Okay, and I understand that, but I don't necessarily believe that it's a and it's it's a bad thing that ninety percent of the time that that's why I think because I when I go to the Bible I am saying okay God I am seeking direction today for my life what I have control over. Right. I don't often have control over what my community is doing. Now I need to keep my mind open to that, and I do understand that there's a need to to take God's word and to think that this isn't just for me, but this is something that we as a community need to be moving towards. And I think we do. I I actually believe we do that pretty well. And when I say we, I'm talking about my wife and I and 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 our friends when we get together on on Wednesday evenings to get together and we talk about the word. And so when we're actually reading the Bible, we're actually talking about how does this apply to us. You right, know, how sure. do we live our lives out with this? But we're also talking, you know, but I, when I go to the word, I, I'm like, God, I need direction. How is it that you want me to live my life? You know, what, right. what are some principles and, and I, values that I can incorporate? Because I can't force my values on anybody else, regardless of what. Well, sure. But, but I mean, but you can hold Christians to a higher standard. Yes. And that's what I'm talking about. Right? I mean, you have every right to be able to say, wait a second, you're not supposed to be doing the things that you're doing if you claim to be a Christian. Yes. And um, and so so you have, but the thing is, is I think that you have that right, but you have that right to do that in community. And you also have the responsibility to do so with gentleness and respect. Of course, yeah, and love. You got to speak the truth in love. I mean, that's that's just a given there. Uh, if you claim to be a Christian, yeah. Linda Linda says, but pray first and don't go there just to pass judgment automatically and use the verse that makes sure that it's appropriate. Um, so, and he, she says, actually, I've had a past, I had my last pastor call me and name. He was totally out of line and then apologize for it later going for going too far. Right. Yeah. But yes, I, I see where you're going with that. But, and, I, and then I think about like, I think about over time, because I mean, before the printing press, you would not have been able to read your Bible and ask, what is this saying to and, me? And so that's where, that's where, you know, I, I get into this, you know, the, it's like, and that's why I do the almost daily devotional right, and not yeah. the daily devotional. And yeah. the reason why uh, is because I don't want this to ever, I don't want to communicate to everybody or anybody out there that I literally open up the Bible every single day of the week and, right, sure. and seek with, a matter of fact, I don't know if this is going to blow anybody's 
uh, opinion of the Almost Daily Devotional. <laughs> but I record all three of those back to back on Thursdays at like five o'clock you know, or four o'clock. Right. So I don't know if you knew that. But anyway, I don't. So I, so maybe sometimes I only get into the word once a week. And, and I used to feel guilty about that. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I used to feel really guilty about that. Sure. If two weeks went by and I didn't crack open the Bible and, and seek something from God in the Bible that day. Right. It's like, wow. But I've learned, and, and one of the things from today's um, uh, almost daily devotionals that, that'll be recorded, but released next Wednesday, <laughs> which is tomorrow if you're getting this in the feed today. That's true. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> but it's episode number 134, Seeking Wisdom, which basically I've learned that that we are we can find wisdom from God through many other means outside of just reading the word, the printed word. And uh, which is a, a lot perfect of, lead in to exactly our main topic. Exactly. Let's, so let's, let's go good. into that. <laughs> That's good. <sighs> I know I've, I've lost everybody. Not, not everybody. Just so people know, we release shows throughout the week. And this show here, recorded on Thursday, won't be released until next Tuesday. Oh, okay. All right. And the episode 134 is recorded on Thursday, but won't re- be released until Wednesday, which is the day after this show is released. Gotcha. Okay. So for those of you who are just getting this in the feed, you'll get that almost daily devotional tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> I'm even confused now. <laughs> or, or five days from today if you're watching live. I'm just saying. <laughs> What's weird, though, is that I have all of these things calculated in my head. Which is amazing. Because I have been working on this schedule for so long. Do all religions lead to God? All right? Do all re- I want to read to you. I got the study guide right here, DG. Okay, cool. This is from Willow Creek uh, Resources. And it's uh, by Gary Poole in the foreword. Well, it doesn't matter who the foreword is by. Uh, but anyway, it says, don't all religions lead to God is the title of the study. Okay. And I want to read to you a statement that opens up the discussion for week one. Okay. And I will tell you, I we we spent a very, I think we spent the, an entire week uh, or an entire evening talking about this one phrase in here. And I want to just read it to you and just tell me if this, if, if after I'm done reading, if it just, if anything kind of just stands out to you as being very outspoken and and maybe just a little off-putting. Okay. This study guy, okay, so, okay, here's, here's what he says. There are over 1.3 billion Muslims in the world today, 900 million Buddhists, 14 million Jews, and 1.9 billion Christians. That means including those of no religion religious affiliation, there are nearly 4 billion people alive today who are not followers of Jesus Christ. According to the teaching of Christianity, not one of these people have a prayer, spiritually speaking. They will never experience God's endless grace. Without Jesus, these folks are without salvation, lost forever. As Christians, or let's see, are Christians really so narrow-minded and bigoted as to think that these people will be excluded from heaven just because they happened to follow the wrong religion or were wrong, raised in the wrong culture? We all know family members and business associates who are good, moral people, even though they embrace a different religion 
or no faith at all, will these people face eternal judgment? That's that's how this thing started off. Everything else is, is, you know, I can see where they're coming from, but this one statement, let me just rephrase it here and tell me if this thing just rubs you the wrong way. Not one of these people have a prayer, spiritually speaking. They will never experience God's endless grace. Without Jesus, these people are without salvation, lost forever. Mm. What do you think about that statement? I always love it. It says, will they face eternal judgment? I'm like, well, if you're, you know, if you're a Christian, then you everyone faces judgment. The, the eternal. Not, They're talking about eternal judgment. Well, I know, and, but, and it's but like everyone will face that. There is going to be a judge okay. that will determine something for eternity. Okay. <laughs> if you're a Christian, if you believe that. And so, you know, that's what that's what cracks me up. I, like, think, they, they, I think the look, assumption is is that eternal judgment is hell, immediately yeah. hell. Eternal well, no, damnation. Exactly, How's that? Yeah, exactly. But you're sitting there thinking, no, judgment means you can go both ways. Yeah, I know. <laughs> will they, these people will, let's just re-paraphrase this. And I think the author would be okay. I, I think this was the intent. Will these people face eternal damnation? Right. Okay. Eternal separation from God's endless grace. <laughs> Is that when, when nothing can separate us from the love of God, yeah, which but, is in Christ Jesus, though? Exactly in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, don't so, forget that one out. So, nation asks, and I think this is an important question. I don't, I don't even know if it is. So okay. Who was this written by? And is this an expert uh, that's just cut in a way that causes this to sound harsher than the mindset of the author? Right. Uh, don't don't all religions lead to God? Is by Gary Poole, which I've seen his name on a lot of resources. And the foreword is by Lee Strobel. And and in the evangelical church, yeah, you've Lee. got Bill Hybels and sure. Lee Strobel. They're very well respected name, and they're I right, would say yeah. with Lee Strobel's name on it, he's lending some credibility sure. to the fact that he's writing the foreword for this study guide. So right, right. So you know, expert, I don't know. I I personally don't know who Gary Poole is, but still. The, the statement that says, according to teachings of Christianity, now I, now I will tell you that I believe that there are certainly some teachings of Christianity that state that none of these people have a chance in hell of avoiding hell. <laughs> so, I mean, but, <laughs> that's pretty funny. So but, um, would you agree? I, 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 what I will agree with is that is the teaching of some versions or some offshoots of Christianity. Oh, sure. Yeah, Definitely. Well, I mean, there, there's there are there are parts of Christianity that says if you're not baptized in our church, then you're not going to heaven. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Like, yes, uh, you have to do it in our church and uh, and, and by in golly, our denomination. You know? And it be, and when you're baptized, you better make sure that you're completely immersed. If you're if right. you're if your nose did not go under, it <laughs> sorry. Yeah, hell I'm, fire and brimstone for you, my friend. Or do it a second time. Hurry. Or do it a second time. <laughs> Double dipping. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that's uh that is a huge, huge statement. And, oh. and ultimately, and, and that's and the, there is a reason why I focused on the judgment part, is because I mean, ultimately it it's gotta be God doing the judging. Yes. And um, you know, and I don't no matter what is in the Bible, no matter whatever is in there, um, you know, I, I love I love it when it says at the end of um, oh gosh, where it's just like there could be fifteen thousand. You know, there's a whole bunch more books that could have been written. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I forget what that is, but but it's just like it's just it's it's that author's way of saying God is still at work. It's it doesn't just end right now in this one book. God is still at work in the hearts and the lives of, the, of His creation and in 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 of His people, and and I think that ultimately it becomes down to and, and this is. 
and this is, I think we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but if God is the judge and if God is truly, uh, knows you, knows the Buddhist, knows the, you know, the Muslim knows all these people at the depth of their hearts. I mean, I mean, truly knows them through and through and knows, um, if, uh, if they, desired a relationship with with god you know with christ with god i I can use those two interchangeably in my mind uh if they desire a relationship with god and relationship with christ uh with the help of the holy spirit then uh then that's that's what that's what matters in in my in my opinion and uh and so i'm not going to i'm not throwing the judgment card around that's not my place uh it's not any christian's place to be honest with you I don't care if they're homosexual or if they're Muslim or or what, uh, or if they're a murderer or if they're a rapist. Uh, you know, you can get as hardcore as you want to get. And see that that's the thing that bothers me is that it seems to be that there's so many Christians that are dead set on a formula. Yeah. Of of salvation. Uh, oh yeah. You know, yeah. and that formula, I mean and and gosh, they even have books called the you know, the little booklet tracks, the four spiritual laws. Right, sure. You know, course. it's like the, the here are the steps to salvation. You know, and and if you if you follow these steps, this is your salvation. Now, the thing is 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 I have a hard time thinking, okay, and then of course, you know, there, there are, there's those that believe, you know, once saved, always saved. And I would say that I'm an offshoot of once saved, always saved, but I would actually amend it to say once really, truly, honestly saved, always saved, (laughs) you know, kind of thing. Uh, But, and, and then of course, then it goes to, well, what equals, what is true, you know, authentic, real, authentically saved. And well, I probably have some kind of formula for that, don't I? (laughs) And then I sit there and find myself, you know, just chasing my tail all day long and uh, only to find out that I don't have a tail and, and, Hence, I never end the chasing myself. Did you say prehensile tail? I'm just I heard exactly. hence and I heard tail. And it's yes. Just- so anyway, <laughs> the the question becomes though is is there a formula? And 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 so if there's a formula and somebody finds the formula and they go through those steps, can they? You know, for me, everything is permissible. You know, you pull out the scriptures and you can live your life and you can go out and do this and you can go do that and nothing will separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, right? And so therefore, at that point, I can do whatever I want, right? Isn't that, can't I use scripture to to live that way and still be assured of my salvation? Oh, sure you can. You can proof text that all you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I mean, there, there, are, there are thousands of people that say, well, I can go live however I want to live. It doesn't really matter because I was baptized way back when and, and uh, I did accept Christ and and I can do whatever the heck I want to do. And, you know, of course, I'm Wesleyan, so I'm not <laughs> I'm not in the one saved, always saved boat. <laughs> but I, I do think that ultimately. Uh, that would be next week. Once saved, always saved. I'd love to. Have we ha- not already talked about we that? We have never talked about that. Really? Yeah. I thought we had talked about that. I don't um, think so. But. Uh, we Yeah, we talked a little bit about apostasy. Oh, okay. But. Well, no. We talked to maybe we what talk about, we we'll talk about it next week. We can have a yeah. refresher course. All right. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, it's just, it's a challenge because I, I think that 
like I think I've told. I, well, there's a there's a podcast I did with one of my professors at Asbury Seminary. Oh, there you go, shameless self promotion. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> That's, I didn't even think about it. No, I'm just uh, kidding. B- uh, that he actually talks about that because my question to him was, well, what about the Jews? Yeah. If these are God's chosen people, then uh, and they and they still don't accept Christ as the Messiah. Um, what you know? What then? And 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 then um and I and I. I I think I remember him in class basically just saying, well, when Christ returns, he's going to come in a way that the Israelites, God's chosen people, not, not, and when I say Israelites, I'm talking Jews. I'm not talking about the state of Israel. Right. <laughs> and that's another thing we should, probably should cover sometime is the state of Israel is not God's chosen people. It I is think we state. just, we just covered it right there. Oh my there. gosh. Please don't confuse that with all of your political views. <laughs> But, but uh, aren't we supposed to protect the Jews? Exactly. You're just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but, uh, but I think that, you know, and, and, and he says basically, you know, whenever Christ comes, everyone's going to be resurrected. So everyone's, everyone's up and going now. <laughs> and uh, here comes Christ in the way that they were expecting Christ to come as the Messiah. And, uh, you know, very, very much full of power, very much, you know, hey, this dude returned and he did not come in the form of a baby and and things like that. And and so he basically just said, I think that at that point in time, when Christ returns the second time, then then the Jews would be able to say that's the Messiah. That's the Messiah. And, And then and so in my mind, if he if he if you if you take that route, then everyone else is going to be able to say, that's the one. <laughs> that's the God that I've been serving the whole time, even though I've been claiming myself to be a Buddhist or, or whatever else. Or they can still you know, have the option of saying, no, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in you. I don't believe in that. Well, there are, there are a couple things going on in the chat room. Sure, yeah, um, go for it. Uh, first of all, Ramen Noodle, uh, Daniel, our friend Daniel says, but there is a real fam- formula that God uh, presented in Romans chapter 10. Uh, and I think Romans ten nine is probably more specifically the 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 breakdown of it. But um, uh, and then he says if the formula of repentance isn't followed, then salvation is not received. And I and I do I believe that. See, I I don't I don't know if I necessarily believe there is an exact formula, but there are things that are definitely required. Okay. And okay. does does the fact that there are requirements necessitate make it a formula? Make it a formula? It's, it's it's between you and God. I know, I know. But anyway, and then of course, going to your, the whole Jew talk there. Um, Daniel says Jew talk, I love the it. Jew talk. Uh, but anyway, although the Jews are God's chosen people, Daniel says, uh, and certainly receive special protection and special blessings, uh, they are not getting a backdoor ticket into salvation. They too must follow the follow Romans ten to be saved, because modern Jews are still rejecting Jesus Christ. Those are those are huge, huge statements from and that that I, that I think you you just pull the judgment card out, honestly, and uh, and I don't, I'm I'm not going to agree with that. I, I would disagree with that. I think ultimately that's God's cho- that's God's choice to make that happen or not, and um and 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 so if you follow the if you follow the thought that that one professor uh, said, then you could still be able to agree with what he just said because they they are going to believe in Jesus Christ. It's just when Jesus Christ returns, right. So that, well, and I say right that I agree that I understand what you're right, saying. Yeah, I'm not say saying right me, that yeah. I agree with that. Right. Although I will, I, what I will say to you is that I side much more on the side of Daniel in in my understanding of a formula. And again, this comes from my upbringing. Sure, that's fine. And and, and I'm not ready to just toss that out until I have something. But I will tell you that 
over time, I have come to a change in in the way that I really feel about tossing out my opinion of who will or will not be saved, and 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 stuff like I I have not tossed out the major tenets of the things that are laid out in Scripture. Sure, repentance is required. Um, through Jesus Christ is required, and acknowledging of Him, confessing to Him, for you know, there so those things. Now, the the things that I concern myself with is, you know, is your last breath your last chance? And you know, I I I don't know that that is necessarily completely one hundred percent clearly laid out for us. Right. So right. you know, is. And of course, I remember growing up in the Catholic Church, and you talk somebody, you talk about somebody who's totally messed up in the head with religion. You know, here I was going as a child. I was never taken to church. I was always sent to church. Uh, so I had my opportunity to go with any church van that would pick me up. So I went to the Nazarene church. I went to the uh, the Baptist church. I went to the pick me up. I love that exactly. Awesome. And and I'll tell you what, when I found out all the hot chicks were over at the Pentecostal <laughs> church, I was there. <laughs> You know you're, what I'm saying? You're watching the people getting on. I'm like, oh, I'm going on that bus. <laughs> it's like, you're not kidding. <laughs> I mean, like, whoa. God can use people. God, exactly. <laughs> we talked about this. God was using some people. <laughs> some beautiful people. Anyway, uh, so I, I here I was going to all these different evangelical churches, all of them very conservative, all of them very evangelical. And I was attending Catholic school. Going right. to mass every Friday morning and attending religion class several days a week. Right, exactly. Without a Bible allowed to be brought, although right. I brought mine and I got in trouble. Uh, and <laughs> Dang it. I know. But anyway, uh, back in the day, the Catholics liked the Bible these days, I think. so. But I, I will tell you that it, it was a very difficult thing for me because I had a hard time saying, you know, it's like, okay, who's saved? Who's not saved? And I've got... You know, the Catholics tell me I can't take communion and that I'm not truly a member of the church. And then the, ba- you know, the Baptist church will says, you know, sure, Cliff, you've been you've been saved, but you got to be baptized. And by the way, you got to be baptized over here. Right. And I'm like, no wonder I wasn't, quote unquote, saved, you know, in the evangelical sense of the terms until later. Finally, I somebody said something that just made sense. It's like, you know what? On December 9th, 1991, I finally understood God loves me for who I am, that I have lived a life of sin and I understand what that means. And I, it's like, it came to, it's like everything I learned in my entire life was just boiled down. And it was a very clear understanding of, mm-hmm. you know, the Romans 10 kind of formula, if you will, or at least some of the things. And, and I said, you know what? I do forsake my old way of life. I understand it to be sinful and wrong that sin had entered the world. I understand that I was separated from, you know, that humankind was separated from God. Jesus Christ came and lived a sinful life or sinless life, uh, born of a virgin and, and that he died on the cross. And with that death on the cross, so died my sins along with him. Right. And that it is a free gift, not of my own works, but I accept it wholly of him. And I accept him as Lord of my life. And I understood then that Lord mean absolute authority, which means that I'm no longer in control of my life, but I will allow my life to be directed by God. And hence, have you ever said that before? Yes, I have. <laughs> really? You said that before? <laughs> Shut you, it. A million times. <laughs> That's not obvious. So, so all of this stuff. And so I became saved, but I will tell you this, that before December 9th, 1991, if I would have died, at age nine, at age seven, at age 13, at age 16, 
I honestly believe right now in my heart that before I had that 100%, you know, that experience, and this might this might blow away some of my evangelical Christians. I believe that if I would have died before then, that I very much was a Christian, a Christ follower, and had a relationship with God to all the light that had been exposed to me, I had accepted and was seeking out God in my life. Mm. And though I had no clear understanding of salvation, as it was written in Romans 10, 9, had I died back then, I believe I would have gone to heaven. Mm. And that, my friends, is completely different than what I would have told you five, ten years ago. Mm. Now, I now the thing is, is, is I would even argue with myself. Myself wants to argue with me and say, well, Cliff, <laughs> well, God didn't allow you to die back then because he hadn't yet given you the full sure. opportunity sure, before your last dying. But I remember in Catholic school believing this, that you must not die with any mortal sins unforgiven and confessed in confession. That's right. And I remember it's like, my gosh, I better find me a friend who's a priest and keep him with me at all times. And now I've got Father Roderick. Now I've got Father Roderick on Skype. It's like, (laughs) dude, come on, man. Help me out. (laughs) Seriously. No. But I I remember thinking, you know, if I die, do I, you know, I, I hope that I die in such a way that I have a few minutes to pray and confess all my sins. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, or yeah, else I'm going to sure. spend an eternity in hell. And then, of course, I went to Catholic school, and I was. This is back, and I don't know what. There are some Catholic churches that still preach purgatory, and some don't. And I remember thinking right. about this place called purgatory, where I go there until somebody prays me out of it. You know, it's like <laughs> a penalty box. You know, <laughs> I don't know it's the heavenly penalty box. But anyway, and, if and you and guys ever again, wondered why Cliff's so messed up, oh whatever, this, this is just a hint. You at mean it. you mean why he's just like the rest of us? <laughs> okay, yeah, and I and 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 I and I'll always throw out there that I think that Christianity is so much more than just going to heaven. It's actually living out your life here. I and understand now. that, DG, and I, I totally no, agree no, with I'm you. Not, but I'm not I, disagreeing with you. I'm okay. just saying. In general, uh, this topic is only about going to heaven, and uh, and I just want to throw that out there as a balance to the conversation. I understand that, but I'll tell you what: this life is so short, and I am really concerned about the the long. You know, it's like yeah. I don't want to sit there, and it's like I don't want to sit here and just blow all of all of my money and and everything here, and then all of a sudden, I, you know, I haven't prepared for for the future. You sure. know. It, yeah. And Mary Martin says something, and see, this hasn't really, this, for me, it wasn't so much about this, but it was more about what Mary Martin has said in the chat room. This, Mary probably thought we had just overlooked it, but uh, I I copied it when you were talking earlier. Uh She says, (laughs) I had a friend who died when we were 16 years old. She was part of some crazy religion uh, because that was what her parents taught her. Oh yeah. I struggle yeah. every day on whether or not she went to heaven or hell. It's so hard sometimes. And Mary, this is why my heart breaks for this topic. There you know, and and you're not alone. We all know folks. And and when we hear the 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 wide is the gate that most travel and that it's it's the path that leads to destruction and only there's the narrow gate that leads through right. Jesus Christ into eternal life with God. And, and I will tell you, I struggle there right with you. And I am not, ter- you can go back a couple, and this is, I'm not speaking directly to Mary here, 
but anybody can go back you know what was it two or three episodes ago mm-hmm. where we talked about universal mm-hmm. reconciliation yeah. i am not saying all religions lead to god go back and listen to that one right yeah but what i'm saying here is that i'm not necessarily sure that i would i would agree that those people who have not followed a formula as i've always known the formula to be in my evangelical upbringing I am not necessarily sure that I agree that those people will never experience God's endless grace. And my hope and prayer, Mary, is that myself in the past and all of us other right-wing, very conservative, you got to follow this formula, I pray we're wrong. But with that being said, I am the type of person who says, well, we know the truth and we have been given the commission and commandment from God to go and spread the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, the message of salvation, and take it to the world. And so with that being said, unfortunately, we can't change the past. And and, it, and I can imagine that it, it must still be heavy on our hearts, but we must continue forward, and we must share with those in our lives who do not yet know Jesus Christ. Sure. We must share with them the good news that is offered of salvation and forgiveness for the repentance of our sins. Yeah. And, and I think that, um, that is done the most effectively by loving God with every ounce of who you are and loving yes. your neighbor as yourself. I mean, that, that is how, um, that's the most effective way of about, about conveying the good news and who Christ is by, by loving everybody else. So I just, it's interesting. interesting. All right. So Richard says, uh, to, <laughs> to Daniel, he says, not all, let's see, not the only requirement. There are passages that speak of those who do good or those who uh, persevere and are saved. I would say that those who believe and believe in and confess Jesus can be saved, but not merely because they believe and confess in him. Uh, it takes more than that. And uh, the devil believes and trembles is what uh, Daniel says. And he's, and then Richard says, Cliff, you are wrong, uh, but God will forgive you as do I. <laughs> Or as I do. That's right. That's and, right. and you know what? This I, I've said this, and if you guys are listening to this, and if you're coming here for the truth of what to believe, this is not the place for you. This To get that anyway. This may be the place for you. It's please, a starting point. It, but please understand, this is a place to come and have real authentic conversations about what we do believe without the fear of being made fun of, or judged. Well, some people may judge me, but I don't care. This is the place where I don't come in fear of judgment for what I believe. I just share what I believe and what's sure. going on in my mind and my heart. And I do this in community. And I will tell you that there there have been some things as a result of 87 prior episodes of About the Church <laughs> that have helped me you know, reflect on a lot of things that I believe. And some of that has actually changed. Well, sure. And I believe that this is something that we ought to be doing. Definitely. Yeah. Having conversations. Yeah, I agree. DG, tell us about creativity and worship and, and fit that in the last 10 minutes here. Um, sure. No, that's fine. I was, um, the only reason is kind of just, it's just for on the forefront of my mind right now is just because I have, um, I just went and watched Baraka. Have you ever seen the experimental film called Baraka? No. B-A-R-A-K-A. Um, I, the main reason I'm watching it is because I'm a I'm a huge I'm a I'm a technology junkie, okay? Yes. And I really love good quality uh film transfers and stuff like that. So, I love Blu-ray discs and the be- everyone is telling me all over the place the best picture you'll ever see on a Blu-ray other than just being completely digital Pixar movies is this film called Baraka. 
and it's because they they went and I won't get into the technology, but anyway, but this film Baraka has no uh, has no what do you call it? Not lyrics, just has no words in it. There are, there is no written word anywhere, and no spoken word anywhere in this. It is literally just themes and amazing, just amazing, beautiful photography or cinematography. And, uh, and, and they, they did kind of focus on, um, different, uh, just regions all over the world, but they did kind of focus on like rituals, like some religious rituals by different groups and stuff like that, whether they're Tibetan or, uh, or, uh, just different groups. And, uh, anyway, I just, it was, I was just blown away by how amazingly beautiful that this film was. Yes. And and it just really got me excited and it, it touched something pretty deep within me about how beautiful it is to be a part of this creation that God, he, and, and God gave this, gave this to mankind. It was not just to the Christians, right? <laughs> but he gave this ability to join God in, in the ability to create and, and how amazing. And sometimes it's just cool by, you know, cars and stuff like that. You know, that's pretty amazing. Uh, I don't ever look at a car. Well, sometimes I look at a car and say, wow, that's, there's actually beauty there. They cared about the lines and stuff like that. But I, I yeah, I, I see that. But, uh, but that's more of, in my mind, that's more of, whoa, how did in the world did we create an engine <laughs> that actually runs with wheels? You know, that's what goes through my mind. That's the beauty part of it. But, but there's a beauty about, about creation. And I think especially within art that you see that. And, uh, and I've really getting, gotten back into photography lately. And I'm, I'm in the process of, um, kind of doing some research for a book about photography. Um, and, and as, as well as my faith in the midst of that. And, uh, and it just, it just floored me how amazing and beautiful, um, God has given humanity to be able to create things, whether it's through painting or through photography or through music. I mean, it's just, it's, it was mind boggling to me <laughs> and it was, and I really do believe that it is a gift, um, uh, that it really is a gift that God gave us to, to enjoy, uh, all that God has placed here, but also allowed us to join God in the creation part, um, of, of, of life. And so, you know, and that's, and of course the, the ultimate form of that would be babies, you know, is like, you know, the ultimate creation, like you're joining in creation by multiplying. And, uh, and so you and your wife got to multiply the earth because you have babies, you had kids and how beautiful your kids are. I mean, yeah. just how absolutely beautiful your kids are. And they are, by the way, if anyone's never Thank seen you. his kids, they are gorgeous. <laughs> I'm a little biased. That's but. right. That's right. Well, maybe I am too, cause I'm your friend, but <laughs> there you go. But, uh, but I just, I, I don't know. I, I think that that is an aspect of, of, of the faith that has kind of gone by the wayside, to be honest with you. I mean, I think that, that currently probably music is probably the greatest form of that right now. Um, but I don't see the care that went into building buildings, the, the art that went into building buildings, the beauty that went into painting the, you know, the Sistine Chapel. If there's you know. anything that I do admire about the Catholic Church is some of the buildings they have are just so absolutely drop dead, awe inspiring. Right, right. 
And so, you know, there are there are still those people out there that dedicate their creation, their art. But the question uh, is, is, is how do you feel, DG, about the money that they spend on creating those buildings? Right, exactly. And, and <laughs> what is, is it? Is it worth the money to be able to build those buildings? Was the building itself a gift to God or was it a gift to themselves? You know, what I'm saying there's all kinds of different stuff going on there. But but I, I'm, I really am particularly, you know, talking about uh, just the lack of art a lot of times in uh, or not not a lack of art, but it's the lack of of uh, creativity, of creativity or respect of creativity or something like that, that I think uh, is it's not necessarily missing. But uh, do you think Christianity sometimes kind of gets forgotten, becomes just so practical and so so much like a well oiled machine that, you know, we're 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 kind of like a factory manufacturing widgets yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you know what? Because yeah. when I hear you talk, that's what I hear is like, right? You know, it's like we used we used to go out and we used to do things, and and we all kind of, you know, came together and, and we created wonderful things. But all of a sudden, you know, we've we've got this, we've got deadlines to meet now, and life's getting busy, and we got to make sure that we're still going to our core value here, sure. which is making disciples. And by right. the way, you know, making disciples number one, and Anything that can help us to churn out more disciples more quickly and to do it on a much larger scale, let, exactly. let's, let's, let's boil down the process. Right. And then, and, and I, I, I've noticed that I've noticed yeah. that, you know, I, I don't see as much, um, and I hate the word fellowship because nobody understands what it is unless you've grown up in the church. <laughs> um, but I, I don't see as much family community gathering as a large community of believers as I used to one day right, back right. in the day, yeah. you know, back when I used to go to church, I mean, church picnics, you, you'd have three or four of them, you know, yeah. F- family yeah. picnic once a year, you know, but, right. but the right. church got together and by golly, we had fun and we played and we played hard yeah. and we had yeah. fun yeah. and we enjoyed the weather. We enjoyed football. We enjoyed Frisbee. We enjoyed, you know, just the being outside. Yeah. And yeah. how often do we get together? And, 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 you know, we're blessed. You know, Watermark does some wonderful things. And we get together on a smaller scale. But, you know, getting together as a bigger church as well is, right. is, is and I think I think you hit the nail on the head for me is if, if, it, if it's all about just conversions, uh, I think we miss the beauty of Christ. Mm-hmm. I really do. I mean, and you can see the beauty of friendships and you can see the beauty of, of community. Uh, but man, there is there and, and the, like there is beauty to be found in 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 communion. Yeah, and there's beauty. To, and, and rarely do I see uh, people stop right where they're at when they're taking communion. I, a lot of a lot of times when I'm serving communion right now in the church, it is just yep. eat and go, eat and go. Yep. And you're just going, when is the last time you paused and really appreciated the flavor and the smell and the beauty that's found within this death and within this life there's just there's something that I, i'm kind of getting passionate about that's missing right or forgotten it's not necessarily missing it's just been forgotten so what's the takeaway from this week what, what you know somebody's listened to episode number 88 of the about the church podcast you know whole 40 or 54 minutes and 30 seconds of it yeah. Is there anything out of this conversation that you think may be of value to folks? Well, yeah, I think there's a tons. And the way that we find out is for people to give us a call and they call the, <laughs> the voice feedback line, 859-795-4067. We would love to know that 
somehow, in some way, our conversation is making a difference. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, we w- that is something that would be a tremendous blessing to us to hear and and to know. And 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 if you have a question or a comment, it de- I mean, you can actually take us in any direction you want to go. Sure. I mean, yeah. it's it's wide open here. Yeah. And uh, we would love to hear from you. And and let us know. We tell us. You know, did you take something away from this conversation? Because sometimes. We can come here and it just feels like, you know, we're just having a conversation. Is this really doing anything? Right. But I believe at a heart level, this really is helping people to to uncover some things about what they believe and to, to maybe be forced with things. And, and again, I, you can call in and say, Cliff, you're totally wrong or DG, you're totally wrong and, and stuff like that. And we accept those calls as well. You, can, you But, you know, the question is, is instead of saying you're totally wrong, Accept the fact that we believe what we believe, but just share, you know, maybe what you believe differently and, and how you came to believe it and stuff like that. And, and let's let's have a conversation via the community. And uh, we encourage you, if you're listening via podcast, if you want to, you can join us live. You would not believe the amazing conversation that goes on during this show. I mean, there are 17 oh, people yeah. in the chat room right now, and they are having wonderful conversation. We, as we're doing the show, we're trying to read it as much as we can and still continue to have our conversation. Yeah. And we, yeah. we do bring in a lot of what people are saying into yeah. the show as well. Yeah. But uh, there's a great sense of community. And if you're looking for a connection to other people around these topics that you can communicate with, Thursdays at 10 a.m. is a great time to come join us at gspn.tv slash live. Yes. And we'd love to have you do that. And of course, if you want to support this content, uh, we would love to have you do that. By the way, we now have 300 gspn.tv plus members. Awesome. Really? Uh, you hit the 300 we mark. We hit the 300 mark. Dude, so congratulations. That's cool. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for doing that. And if you have not yet heard about plus membership, head over, head over to gspn.tv slash plus. One out of every five new Plus members receives a $30 gift certificate. So there's one in five chance in winning that. Our 300th Plus member just got one. So Oh, really? That's cool. Very cool stuff. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. And pray for another church in your area. Yep. That's not your own. Praxispodcast.com. Bye. Yes. Argon52 on Twitter. (laughs) Bye, everybody.